from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hey, Barbara. Okay, who have you got in the Super Bowl? Have you got uh, the LA I forgot Rams? who's playing. <laughs> <laughs> L.A. Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, it's got to be the Rams then. <laughs> You're always going with Hollywood. Come on. I mean, you know, give the underdogs a chance, although they're they're quite evenly matched. But this is going to be exciting because, you know, I think that, you know, there's a lot of fanfare around what are the types of things that are going to be going on that are going to be cool. And you've made the point a lot, Barbara, that each subsequent Super Bowl is a cacophony of brands trying to outdo from the previous year. So there should be some crazy stuff going on this year. What are your thoughts? Oh, I think we need an expert to help us discuss this. And I'm really happy to say that we do have an expert with us, Raphael Canton. Did I say it right? Um, He's the staff writer for Adweek, and he's here with us today. And he's written tons of articles about the different Super Bowl campaigns that have already been announced. Raphael, welcome. Yes, thank you so much. And yes, you got it right uh, (laughs) about my name. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to... So do you write about the Super Bowl every year? I mean, are you a veteran Super Bowl commentator? Actually, I am the complete reverse. So oh. I I actually started at Adweek um, this August. Ah. Yeah, covering brand marketing for Adweek. And so it, it, this is my first Super Bowl, really. My first go around covering what's going on, the latest and greatest of ads. <laughs> wow. And, and, yeah. So do you have a, do you have a favorite campaign? So right far? now, I mean, uh, instant contender for me uh, today was Squarespace coming out with uh, Zendaya uh, with a new ad, uh, Sally sells seashells by the seashore. <laughs> she utilizes that line in it and uh, rapper Andre 3000 from Outcast makes a cameo in that. I, I feel like that that won me over. <laughs> so what's your criteria now that you're new on the beat? You must be like you're not relying on same old, same old. You've got a whole new perspective. Yeah, well, I feel like the I try and look at what what the if, if the ad really if the ad really makes sense in terms of go of of reaching the goal for the brand in terms of really trying to communicate with its consumers and its audience why they should either purchase it if it's a cpg or why they should subscribe um i think but you should be a marketing professor (laughs) (laughs) he's about to start introducing frameworks by the way (laughs) yeah i think i think that should be the end goal at the end of the day and i and Sometimes some brands lose sight of that. I think Budweiser was a little bit of an example this year with the horse uh, commercial, the the um, the Clydesdale that mm-hmm. that tripped up and was about to be put down. And sort of, I feel like lost a little bit of the idea or the concept of what you're trying to really sell mm. uh, your consumers. Oh, that's interesting because Americus and I talk about this all the time. You know, mm-hmm. brands have definitely gone beyond product, you know, and even beyond customer to start talking about purpose and different meanings. And it sounds like you're from the old school. You think that brands actually should be kind of looking at their bottom line and trying to sell product. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that there should be some bit of purpose. I think that's important, especially today. But still, at the end of the day, you have to really try your best to to reach consumers um, and sell the product still too while also it's it's a weird i guess a delicate dance really when you think about it um but you have to state your purpose but also sell the product too at the same mm -hmm. time interesting yeah it's in my class today barbara uh, the guest speaker that i had in my class uh said today that market this was his definition of marketing barbara sell more stuff to more people more of the time for more money <laughs> so, now that's like, wow. old school <laughs> that's old school baby but of course it's like mad men old school <laughs> <laughs> exactly but to your point barbara there's multiple ways to get to that end point right and so unpacking that and thinking about what are the smart things that brands can do especially in a super bowl ad context is pretty interesting right because at the end of the day your point is really good Raphael, which is to say that it's great to create something that's very entertaining and that people talk about. But at the end of the day, if, if you can't get people to actually do something, you know, it's probably not as not as not as a good thing, unless as to Barbara's point that she always makes, it's a brand building exercise or right. more of a top of the funnel exercise, right? Yeah, and maybe even brand associations, which mm -hmm. not, may not necessarily link directly to purchase this instant, although probably will. Like the one I'm thinking of, Raphael, and I know you wrote an article about it. So mm -hmm. um, it was the PepsiCo and Frito-Lay team up for the um, that one. So I watched that video and it's got all these football players on it and clearly, and they're all, what are they doing? They're drinking Pepsi products and eating Frito-Lay snacks. And it's a very entertaining video. Um, and I think that kind of hits, a, in my mind, it kind of hits a home run because it links to the game. It links to what they're doing. It's top of mind. It's building brand. It's entertaining. I guess most people watch the Super Bowl and like me actually watch the football. And so seeing all these football players is, is, is a great link to what's happening, even though I think these guys are all retired, like it has the Manning brothers and stuff. I don't think they play anymore. But what's your, what, what was your take on that? I know you wrote an article about it. So what, what were you thinking about when you saw that one? Yeah, so I thought it was interesting. I mean, it was their road to the Super Bowl. So they really only aired it during th or throughout the playoffs, pretty much through the wild card, divisional rounds, uh, the conference championship games. And I think it's a really interesting marketing strategy. Actually, I wanted to talk about this as a hit or miss was sort of the brand being able to um, or PepsiCo really owning, you know, being able to promote multiple brands within mm -hmm. one commercial and so yeah of if you count the number of brands in that video it's like 20. <laughs> yeah there are so many so it's like i think it's it's interesting to see will that become something of the future that we see more often um i definitely wanted to give a shout out to uh my colleague at adweek uh, Stephen lepitak who wrote for a wrote a really interesting article about that um talking to pepsico executives um and frito-lay about what will what we will see in the future in terms of brands trying to fit in and how it is sort of a a tough balance of trying to put enough attention or give equal fair share attention to all of these brands and products that are featured in these commercials. Yeah, it's that's a, that's an interesting thing. Because but I mean the good news is snack foods and drinks all go together, but they have like a lot of different drinks even like bubbly I think is in there or buble or whatever it is and uh, Pepsi and yeah. and then all then there's Doritos and 
and Lay's and like all sorts of other brands. Barbara. And I think that's an interesting question. Does it take away or add yeah. to put all those? And, um, and, to, and to build on that question, because I want to get your answer to this, Raphael, and then back to Barbara on this, because Barbara, you study variety seeking. So I'm wondering, like, what are the what would the literature, what would the work on lots of choice, lots of things showing up, lots of, you know, stimuli in the in the space? You know, what, what, are, what are your thoughts on this, Raphael and Barbara, with respect to, you know, how this works, how it doesn't work, when it works and when it doesn't work? Oh, I think that's a, that's a really good question. I think it, it's, it's really tough because it, I think like this one, it does work because- I agree. Because they all fit. They all are consumer-based products that people eat and drink. And when you think of watching football or watching the Super Bowl, most people are going to have a bowl of chips. And uh, lots of bowls because it's a party and the variety yeah. at the party works. So it really rings true that you'd have tons of bags of chips uh, on the table and tons of different drinks, right? So it really yeah. does make sense. It's not, they're not substitutes. They're clearly complements here, um, especially in this context. But, you know, in terms of memory, um, Americas, and going back to some of our theory, and I think this is a little bit what Raphael was talking about when he was talking mm -hmm. about his colleague, mm -hmm. you know, is there interference having so many different brands there or do seeing all the brands together kind of have a synergistic effect and I, I think in this particular ad it all works together really well mm -hmm. uh reminds you of all and they're all familiar brands to most people you're not talking about any really new brands um so it's just a reminder that they make all this stuff but it is a move away from historic advertising right i, I think that's what you were saying rafael because typically you see an ad just for pepsi you don't see an ad for pepsi and snack foods and blah blah <laughs> right yeah yeah, you really don't see it. You you didn't see it now. And I, I wonder, well, I mean, really, it can only happen with a, a brand like PepsiCo that has so many products under its umbrella. Uh, so it's like, I mean, I think an example might be like Anheuser-Busch has bought a lot of years. time in the Super Bowl with uh, Bud Light Zero is one of its products that they're promoting. But it's, it's in a separate commercial, but it has bought four minutes worth of time for six different ads for or for six different products within its umbrella. Wow, that's cool. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with America's Reed. This is Marketing Matters. And today, pre-Super Bowl, we're talking to Raphael Cantone, who's a staff writer for Ad Week. And he's written a number of different articles looking up the ads that are on the like on the way up to the Super Bowl. Um, so we were just talking about a campaign that um, Pepsi has been airing, which is I watched a two minute clip, which is before the Super Bowl. That's not their Super Bowl, right? That's the road to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So what is the what are brands doing? They introduce different ads on the way to the Super Bowl and then they introduce their Super Bowl ad. <laughs> like what's going on with all of that? Well, as a rookie on the Super Bowl beat, it has been a, a learning experience and the idea that teasers are everything towards brands um, for Super Bowl. They they first released their intention of putting out a Super Bowl commercial usually around December, early January, and they, you know, tell us or, and, and then eventually they put out a teaser within a few weeks, which usually hints at what the commercial will be, what celebrity is uh, appearing in the ad. And then they put out the full commercial usually around the week before. So right now, this is really the, the hot time um, leading up to Super Bowl. All of the brands are generally putting out their Super Bowl ads right now at this point. Yeah, I think it's interesting, you know, 
I, I think what I see, and, and you know, get your feedback on this, uh, Raphael and Barbara, is the idea like, you know, it's, it's you already said this, Barbara, it's like it's an event, right? So it's almost like you have to treat it like a movie. Like all the buildup is like the trailer and getting people excited and interested and curious and wondering like what's gonna happen in this 30 seconds, 60 seconds, that's gonna be really wildly spectacular and hopefully occurring during a very exciting sports event. Uh, but that's kind of a, just a different way to think about it, right? It goes back to your point, Barbara, about trying to extend the, the experience. I mean, it's not, not a, 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 a true experience in this case, but it's an, it's, 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 an, it's an experiential engagement with the content that I think is, is what folks are trying to go after. So I think trying to rethink the model uh, and I would love to see this sort of stuff happen, not just in the Super Bowl. Like Barbara says this all the time, like, why can't we get great ads all the time <laughs> with respect to this? But I love that idea, Barbara, of having a kind of transmedia kind of multiple kind of thing going on where there's different elements of content that you're getting access to. And the big payoff, perhaps, is something where there are a lot of eyeballs, uh, you know, kind of in that specific payoff event, if that, if that makes sense. What are your thoughts on that, Barbara? This is the notion of trying to reinvent edutainment and uh, all of this stuff around brand building. I, I'm not sure there's a lot of parts to that questions, but I gotta say like <laughs> ending up in the Super Bowl, what I love about Super Bowl advertising, and that's what Raphael is talking about, your initial point, I think, about the trailers moving up to the event and all this other stuff, is that it just generates so much word of mouth. There's so many eyeballs on it. You watch it so many times in marketing classes across the country. Everybody discusses it. So it's an opportunity to really get a lot of buzz for the ad. So I totally think of it mostly as a brand building activity. Um, and it's interesting also to think about, and Raphael, I want to just talk about some more of your ads on, you know, some more of your articles on this. The brands that stay in and out of it in terms of creating um, buzz or not buzz, you know, something like that and, and discussing it as an event or whatever. So I know you wrote an article on Taco Bell and I think the, the place, the way you positioned this beginning of the article was it's back in the game because it had been out for five years and Taco Bell has historically done interesting things at the Super Bowl. Um, did you have any thoughts on the five-year hiatus and it coming back and, you know, like what all that means in that in terms of this idea of an event? Do you have reflections on that? Yeah, and actually, this is a perfect time. I, I, I'm going to have an article coming out about uh, the official ad coming out tomorrow. And oh, I cool. spoke to Taco Bell. You Ford. heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> I spoke to Taco Bell for it. So I'll share, like, I guess, a, a general idea or concept of it. And and just, I think what's interesting is they, they're tying it towards their 60-year anniversary, um, the inception of Taco Bell. And it's interesting though to see that they that they took five years off. And I guess for brands, it, they're looking for a story that makes sense in why they're appearing. And so for Taco Bell, it made sense to, to this year participate in it. Um, they have a lot of uh, products, uh, news and information that's coming out, like their spicy packets is something that they're really featuring heavily in, in the commercial that will debut um, tomorrow. So it, a lot of it is centered around, I guess, you know, a lot of the product based information, but also trying to find a narrative that fits and sounds good going into Super Bowl, because um, five years is a really long time, especially for a brand like that. 
Yeah, I mean, and they've done a lot of things. They're a big marketing focus, you know, generate word of mouth type of brand. But I think that's another interesting point you're bringing up in terms of these ads. The first one, just to recap what you were saying, the idea of having more than one brand in an ad, that's an interesting new idea. And with this Taco Bell, the idea of news, you know? So like, if you're there all the time, that's one thing, like Coca-Cola or Pepsi or Bud, they're there almost all the time. So you just kind of think of it. But with Taco Bell, it's like, what's new at Taco Bell? Let's pay attention because there's new brands coming out or an anniversary or something. And maybe people remember that in a different way um, yeah and, and they're very pop culture focused from what i've seen i mean they had little nas x as their uh chief uh officer i'm forgetting what the title was but they included him in their refresh of their breakfast menu and i can't say like in this ad they're going to have doja cat um oh. who's going to appear and she's going to be the center star of the ad that debuts well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're about running out of time now, but we'll all be watching the Super Bowl to see all of these different ads that are coming out. Um, and we'll, everybody will have a vote on which ad was their favorite. So maybe we'll come back to you and see from your point of view, first time here as a as a right staff writer for Ad Week, what you're thinking about um, Super Bowl ads. It's been great having you, Raphael. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me. It was a pleasure. And where can our listeners go to keep up with all the stories you write about these ads? So you can find the latest um, from me and the rest of the Adweek staff. It's on adweek.com. Um, and you can just search my name in the search bar and you'll find everything.